Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I am your host this week, Marcus Keller, joined as always by my fantastic co-hosts, Jake Jude. And Tyler Erlinson. Yo, how's it going? Tyler, man, I've got some questions, though. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to welcome everyone back. First of all, and I'm going to take a picture of this because it's funny. He's wearing a Luke Combs hat right now. Uh, We can see him on the webcam. He's Mm -hmm. not here, which is what I should have probably led with. (laughs) Uh, He's once again out of town. Tyler, where are you? Why are you wearing a Luke Combs hat? And way more importantly... How's the weather? Um, I am in Colwood right now, just outside of Victoria. Okay. okay. I'm wearing a Luke Combs hat because I just got back from the Luke Combs concert. Dude, in Seattle? In Seattle, which was amazing. It was good? Uh, yeah, I, I tweeted out that I was in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to keep tabs on our Twitter account, man. Uh, any of the local <laughs> Vancouver boys in Seattle? <laughs> Yeah, that uh, the concert. Honestly, the concert was amazing. A lot of fun. And right now it is raining. I'm outside because I'm working right now. But yeah, got to record the podcast. Yeah, that's one <laughs> other thing we should point out is Tyler is generously joining us on his 15 minute break. Yeah. It's, it's like he won't be able to do the whole show with us. Yeah. But uh, he's here for the important part, uh, which everyone knows is the fake sponsor. <laughs> True committed Vancouver boy. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah. I'm here for you. I'm here for your uh, your fake sponsor, Marcus, and only you. <laughs> there you Appreciate go. Appreciate it, pal. Hopefully, fuck we- the goof of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone hates that, <laughs> which sucks because I think it's really funny this week, and I would have loved to get Tyler's take on it. But whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe we can ask him later if you if if he takes another break later yeah. today. Maybe we can record that with him too yeah, in the middle of the night when he's off. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we will dive into the fake sponsor now. We'll keep this short so that Tyler can go go back to work. (laughs) Um, Just to remind our listeners, the fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Wendy's New Breakfast Options. Much like the New York Rangers, you wouldn't expect them to be that good, but they will surprise you. Wendy's breakfast options, not horrendous. <laughs> Just like the New York Rangers? Is that the is that the symmetry there? Yeah, well, I don't know. The Rangers, <laughs> when they stacked up against Tampa, some people thought they were going to get swept. Yeah. They thought they were going to get beaten out early. They haven't. You know, they're putting up a fight. Exactly. But, but wait, I'm, I'm not ready to talk about hockey yet. This is a hockey podcast. <laughs> we'll get to that. Let's talk about Wendy's breakfast options. So I was driving past the Wendy's the other day. And I look over and I see the breakfastinator thing. (laughs) (laughs) That is not what it's called. (laughs) The breakfastinator? (laughs) That's what it should be called. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It was actually like, it's a baconator with egg on it. Like, but it, it was good. Yeah. It was surprisingly good. But you had it? Yeah, I did. No, he just looked at the picture and went, ah, that'd be tasty, and then decided to give a full review <laughs> based I've, off of the picture. I have not tried them yet, but they do look good. Hey, you can't go wrong with lots of bacon on anything. No, Apparently you cannot. Not. And egg. And egg. 
Well, I was going to say too, because I was talking to Jake and our unpaid intern the other day about this because I also had a chance to try it. And I went in and I told the lady straight up at the counter, I was like, look, I've never tried breakfast here before. I'm assuming you all have because you're employees. What's the best one to get? She said the bacon and egg sandwich on the croissant style bun was her favorite. I was like, all right, sure. Throw it in a meal. I'll get it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I get my hot chocolate. It's a, it's a hot chocolate. It's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> it comes with potato wedges. Really good for a fast food place. You know, not, not anything insane, but very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sandwich shocked me because it's really, really good. And I expected Wendy's breakfast to not be good. And this was good. The only thing a bit odd about it was there was no cheese on the sandwich. It had like a cheese style sauce, which may turn people off, but I I thought it was quite good. Like a queso. What's a queso? Like a queso dia? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, like queso is like a Mexican cheese dip. I, I guess maybe. <laughs> it, it depend- I'd, have, I'd have to like try- <laughs> yeah, I don't know I knew it was Mexican uh, that well I guess <laughs> but yeah no anyway uh, shout out to Wendy's for making a not horrible breakfast at a fast food place I, I would rate them like right up there with A&W as like some oh. of the best okay alright like, okay I gotta for you guys okay so I've had this poll going around work here because my buddy ordered something and it just didn't sit right with me do you guys put ketchup on your sausage? Sausage? Where's no, the- you put mustard on a sausage. Wait, okay, l- good. Like, are we talking about a hot dog here? Or what? No, like, 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 I'm talking like, say you're getting like a sausage and agar. Are you putting ketchup on that? Okay. Oh, wait, no, that's different. I thought okay. he meant like, like a bratwurst. Or like no, a- I'm talk- talking like a, like a sausage that's on like a sausage and agar. Like, say you just ate the sausage. <laughs> you so just, you're eating a patty? No, you ordered a sausage yeah. and egg without the bun, egg, or cheese. <laughs> Goddamn sausage, are you putting ketchup on it? Uh, no, I am not. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would dip it in anything, honestly. I just No, not eat it. Di- Ew, gross. Dip it in well, ketchup. If you're just eating it, you're not you're not going to drizzle it on and then eat it like a cookie. You're going yeah. you're, you're to take it, you're probably going to break it in half, and you're going to dunk it in something. I also had one more thing to bring up about that Luke Combs concert. Okay. I actually got two free tall boys because somebody thought I looked like Luke Combs. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Dead serious. That is nuts, man. I mean, we, I'm not surprised. Yeah, we, we've been joking that he looks like Luke Combs for what feels like years at this point. What's funny, though, is that people would be walking around the concourse at his at his <laughs> concert, yeah. and they would go, is that him? <laughs> Just some guy decked out in his own merch, walking around his own concert. Dude, get back on stage. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait, if you're here, who, who, who's singing Hurricane right yeah. now? <laughs> They walk out, Twisted Tyler's on stage. It actually was Luke Combs in the concourse. Dude, I just tried to get on stage with the suit. Twisted Tyler has CenturyLink Field in the palm of his hand. Yeah, he's got he's got at Vancouver Boys underscore just like Sharpie on his forehead. Which is our Twitter handle, by the way. Oh boy. Oh man. If if that wasn't enough convincing for you to sponsor us, I don't know what will be. <laughs> Wendy's, uh, yeah, <laughs> Wendy's, yeah. But that think about it. That could be you. And we didn't even slander them, right? No, this has been the first positive fake sponsor since the 
the TRX. TRX. <laughs> like, yeah, like episode June. four. Yeah. <laughs> Try like episode one. Yeah, that was close <laughs> to the beginning. Anyway, if you want to be a real sponsor, uh, you can reach out to us for that or any other serious inquiries at our brand new email, Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. Alternatively, you can find us on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and YouTube at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And as we just mentioned on Twitter, Tyler is at Vancouver Boys underscore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Tyler, though. Yep. I think, uh, unfortunately, we have to bid farewell for now to our friend who's going to have to go back to work. Mm -hmm. uh, so have a fantastic shift, pal. Thank you. Thank you. I will. And uh, yeah, don't work too hard. Uh, and I've, we'll. Uh... I've only been at work since 4 a.m. So. Uh... Oh, dude. How do you do this? It is currently 6 p.m. Just for oh, those of you listening along at home. Right. Of course. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Sometimes. Oh, man, props to you, because I could not do that. But no. Anyway, enjoy the whatever's remaining in your, uh, what <laughs> is a 10-hour shift and counting. Four, try 14. That is 14, wouldn't Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Oh. How's the maths guy, too? I, I missed that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enjoy the rest of your shift, and hopefully we'll talk to you after. All right. Peace out, boys. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, that's too bad. It's bittersweet. Yeah, I'm glad you could make it. Yep, fun uh, while it lasted. Yeah, but unfortunately... The show goes on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into the Canucks news now, then. We shall. What happened in the world of the Canucks? Well, actually, something somewhat significant. Really? They made a signing. Oh. Yeah. Okay, who did they sign in the middle of June? <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, a, a Swiss... Swiss, Jesus. Swedish... Uh, mm -hmm. youngster. No it, way. The Canucks signed a Swedish youngster. Believe it or not, yes. Holy cow! Named Nils. I don't know if it's Amen Nils. or Amen. <laughs> yeah, it's another Nils. <laughs> all right. Of all the Nils in the in the NHL, I think we have both yep, of them. They now. have the market share on Nils. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nils Amen. Amen. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's 22 years old. He's a center. He's 6'2", 175 pounds. Damn. Reminds me of me like the year after I graduated high school. Sure. Um, reminds me of me now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, anyway, uh, just uh, entry-level deal. Two years, uh, 800000 per year. Sure. Uh, a little above that. Sorry, just under nine, actually. Yeah. I mean, he's a minor leaguer, so he probably won't see that much. But Exactly. It, it sounds like um, most people have him pegged as being one of those guys that will go to Abbotsford, and then if we have injuries, he could come up. He could be one of the guys in rotation. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll hit uh, training camp next year, and maybe he'll surprise everyone and make the roster. Maybe he won't, and we'll see him down the road. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, he was actually uh, drafted by Colorado. Oh, okay. And uh, he was just a free... Er, Right, he hit the open market because they had until a certain point to sign him to a contract, and yep. they didn't. Yep. So he was just a free agent. The Canucks picked him up. So okay. I think that's a smart move. Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm happy with that. I, I'd be lying if I said I knew anything about this guy, mm -hmm. but uh, seems to fit. Yeah, you know? definitely fits the Canucks brand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't really have that high hopes, but who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us, and he'll make an impact on the roster somehow. Could happen. I'd, I'd love to see it. Mm. Uh, speaking of guys that could come here and make an impact, 
Uh, we have some more Andre Kuzmenko news. Really? The top free agent okay. in the KHL who's been rumored to have some interest in Vancouver. One third of the all-Russian line you've teased. That's right. That's right. And Ilya Mikheyev, who I still think the Canucks <laughs> should go after, but I'll, I'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Right now, it's Kuzmenko time. Okay. And uh, Andre Kuzmenko has flown to Los Angeles to meet with NHL teams. It sounds like he's only meeting with three. Oh, okay. Vancouver is one of the three. Sweet. Uh, it sounds like the Canucks are very interested in him. He's very interested in coming here. And another thing to note that I feel like not a lot of people have talked about, he's only eligible to sign an ELC. So he's not getting a big payday. I don't believe he can make anything over 900000 How old is he again? 24? No, he's 26, actually. Okay. Yeah, he's a bit on the older side. Uh, but the expectation is wherever he signs, he's going to sign a one-year ELC. And then if he yeah. becomes anything, he's going to likely demand a payday after that. Yeah. So really, the first year for him isn't about money. It's about playing time. He wants mm -hmm. to show the whole league how much he can do. Hmm. Vancouver is definitely a good place to get a little bit of both, right? He's going to yeah. get that playing time, but it's also a team that should be pretty decent, you know? Yeah, I mean, he'll be get to play with good players. Do exactly. You think he, if, if he cracks the top six, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he's going to be on a line with Pod Colson and Mikheyev, but <laughs> that's... Yeah, on the fourth line, as you suggested. Yeah, no, it's one of the second lines. Right. It's one of the four second lines <laughs> that I created. Right. Uh, I, I think that could be good, though. Yeah, no, he, Vancouver is going to be his second interview, and we'll just have to wait and see how that goes, but things are looking hopeful. Do you know what the other two teams are that are interested? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. I believe I'd even heard some rumblings around Pittsburgh, uh, but part of his hesitation with that is he feels he won't get lots of ice time, mm -hmm. right? But it is a team that he, he is considering. Mm. Well, I mean, if the Canucks are on a short list of three teams, that's, that's odds yeah. are not too bad. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say the biggest question mark for this team headed into the summer would be probably bolstering their top six. Yeah. Am I, am I fair in saying that? Like yeah. a lot of people would point to the defense and say, oh, their defense is terrible. They need to upgrade there. But the problem is, is that they're kind of locked in in their defense. Yeah. Unless they can move guys out, right? Like Pullman, Ekman, Larson, Myers, they're all locked in. So unless they can move guys out, there's really no question marks there. But that top six, I mean, we've heard that there's plenty of movement that they're looking at making between Miller and Besser and, you know, bringing guys in. Um, th th to me, that's the biggest question mark. I, I really doubt the top six next year is going to look anything similar to the way it looked at the end of this year. Well, one pretty juicy quote that I've seen come out in the last day or so is that the Canucks are trying to find suitors for uh, Tanner Pearson and Jason Dickinson. So one player that I've heard that may be on the move, which I don't know if this team would be too interested in those players, but they could be interested in them packaged with a pick, would be Alex Dabrinkit. Yeah, I mean, that would have to be a lot for a guy like him, mm -hmm. right? He, he's also someone who's going to be making a lot of money. He's going to, or on his next contract anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he does fit the description of everything that the, our management's been looking for. Yeah, he fits into the age group that they're kind of like aiming for. He's a good young player, solid top line forward. I think that's a player that the Canucks should absolutely be targeting in, uh, if, if they're looking at making runs in the near future. If they're looking at kind of retooling uh then then oh. they're obviously gonna want well i know you hate hearing that yeah, but like just, no no no. just that word gives me 
flashbacks to 2014 when the whole fan base was going, yes, rebuild them, start from the ground up, sell everything and rebuild it. And Aquilini said, no, no, we're going to retool on the fly. We're going to somehow stay good yet sell off all of our pieces and acquire a whole new team. They proceeded to tank for eight years. Yeah, well, they just stagnated, right? Yeah. What I'm talking about is like the New York Rangers, right? They did a perfect retooling. Yes. They they were not terrible, right? They did have one rough year where they ended up with the first overall pick. Yeah. And some and the year before they ended up with the second overall pick, which some would argue expedited their rebuild. But yeah. some would also argue that those two pieces really aren't the the core pieces that help turn this no, team around, it isn't. right? So I think that there is a reality where the Canucks can retool this team. And I think it, I it, it it starts with going after players like Zabrinkit, who are on the trade market and who you may be able to bring in for some some young pieces that maybe you just don't have space for in your organization. Yeah, like, for sure. Like what they did with Tyler Madden, right? They just didn't have space for him. And so they moved him out for Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. And, and one thing I want to point out too, and I'm glad you brought up New York, and this is this is a very targeted thing I'm about to say at the owners of this team. Okay, the, the, the Aquilinis, sorry, yeah. not the Rangers. But I, the New York Rangers, four years ago, put out a letter that is no, yes. like it's known around yes, the hockey famously. community as the letter. Yeah. Uh, this basically explained to season ticket holders and fans, look, we're going to go through a rough period here. Some of your favorite players are going to be gone. We're going to get rid of some of our big pieces, but it is in the hopes of getting back to competing for the Stanley Cup. Well, four years later, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals playing the two-time defending champions. And holding their own. Yeah, and they're doing pretty good. And I just want uh, Francesco Aquilini to think about that for a second because he took the exact opposite approach, which was he told the whole fan base, everything's fine. There's no problems. There's nothing we even need to fix. We're just going to slowly improve. Everything's going to be fine. Well, how did that work out? Right, Everyone knew they should rebuild. Everyone knew they should do it. And he refused to commit to it or talk to the fans about it at all. And that's landed him with one playoff appearance in the last eight years. So I, I just I really want that to settle in because there's going to be another rebuild. Eventually, this core won't be good enough anymore. I want you to remember that, Mr. Aquilini, because I know you listen to this podcast. <laughs> I want you to remember that, that honesty and just admitting defeat and doing it the right way gets you back there. Also, don't waste the time that you have with Thatcher Demko, right? Like, yeah. He's not a dime a dozen. He is a diamond in the rough. He's a very, very lucky piece to have. And I think too many times Canucks fans and maybe even the ownership in the management group, they look at this team like, oh yeah, we're going to build around Pedersen. We're going to build around Horvat. We're going to build around Hughes. No, you should be building around Demko. He is your cornerstone piece in this franchise. So if it means you have to move out players like Pedersen or Hughes to acquire players that, you know, develop from the back end out a little bit better, then maybe that's what you do. But the way that they're that they have been going about this team for the last few years obviously isn't working. And it's like banging your head against a wall watching them try to build something out of nothing. Um it's it's super, super, super frustrating. And I know that Canucks fans feel the same way. Yeah. No, I, I do. It, it's it's incredibly frustrating. And that that's why that that letter from the New York owners was so refreshing. It was just an open, honest, hey, we're gonna fix this. We're gonna make we're gonna break it, but then we're gonna fix it. 
and it works, mm-hmm. you know, just all I'm asking them is to do that next time. Just commit to it and be honest about it. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, um, not much more in Canucks news, but there's one just fun, happy thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, the athletic, which is a very, you know, yep. well-known, uh, online sports media page, um, did a poll on who had the best broadcasters in the National Hockey League. Um, Jake, I know you have your grievances with um, John Garrett. Where are you going with this? The Vancouver Canucks, on this list of all the... So, sorry, I should mention again. The Athletic pulled over 5,000 subscribers to see who they thought had the best broadcasting crew. Canucks came in second. Really? Yeah. Who do you think came in first? I'll just... Just for fun. Well, if the Canucks came in second, I would have to go with the Boston Bruins crew. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I know you're joking, but no, it it was Detroit, actually. I've never watched Detroit home games. Yeah. Um, But anyway, no, Vancouver rated second in the entire league as far as their broadcasting crew. Consisting of John Shorthouse and John Garrett. Yeah. It, I fully agree. Oh I God. fully agree with this, but I know you have your problems with Garrett. Yeah, no, I I don't really have much against Shorthouse. I think he's outstayed his welcome maybe a little bit, but I've mentioned my grievances with Garrett over and over again. And the the main thing I just, I, I really hope that they'll get through their head at some point is that they have so many better options than him. That's the big thing is that there's so many better options, right? There are huge personalities. Like that's the thing is he's not a play-by-play guy. It doesn't take any skill to be a color commentator, really. I mean, as long as you have numbers and facts at your disposal, which I mean, we all have computers. Everyone can have that. It, it doesn't take much. Get him out of there. Get somebody in there with a little bit more fresh perspective, a little bit more aware of the way the game works nowadays. Someone who you know recently retired, um, and and and. Just get some new eyes. Like, Christ, the guy's been commentating or uh, color commentating games since I've been a child. I'm just so sick of it. I want to see someone else in there, with either with John Shorthouse or with someone else. Just, like, just right off into the sunset. He's a beloved figure in, in, in Vancouver, and he can stay that way. But in my opinion, he's outstayed as welcome. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You made some valid points. I still love Garrett, though. Uh, I th- I think he's awesome. I think because you're can- biased. You're a huge Canucks fan, and right. that's fine. And guess but what? Like- so is most other people who watch home Canucks broadcasts. That's why I think they're perfect. Shorthouse is just he's very neutral. You know, of course he's a Canucks fan, but he throws excitement at the other team too. You know, Garrett. I don't know. I feel like we use that metric a little bit too liberally. It, to me, it's not really about how excited they get for the other team. To me, it's about not saying, "Oh, the puck is right there." You know what I mean? Do you know who I'm throwing shots at? Watching who, his games just fuck. Okay. I want to tear my eyes out. I think we. Oh, we, the puck's right there. Like fuck. What are you talking about? We can all see the puck. Yeah. I I think I I talked to you and uh, it was in a group chat with you, Tyler, and the unpaid intern. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about one of the Battle of Alberta games. Yeah. And I said, I was like, I almost want to mute this game. <laughs> yeah. Because every time McDavid, he could pick up the puck behind his own net yeah. and sit there and wait for his team to make a line change. And while he's standing completely still behind his own net, and here comes McDavid! Yeah. And it's like... 
what what are you talking yeah. about? Or how he he doesn't know any of the players' names. No. He'll say, Oh, and the winger's up on the boards with the puck. It's like yeah. really, man, it's your job to know their names. Like he, he puts it together after the play's over and he yeah. can watch the replay. Yeah, it just drives me absolutely mental. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to the shorthouse thing, which I yeah. only want to touch on briefly again. It's just that like again, they're not terrible at what they do. Shorthouse no. is fine. They're Shorthouse, Shorthouse, I think, is great. He's fine. He's right? the reason why they why they rank second in the NHL. Put it, it that way. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be Murph. And like, so really, it, it's definitely not fucking <laughs> Murph. Um, I think Murph is barely a part of the team at that. Um, I I think that yeah, if you want to keep Shorthouse around for a little bit longer, fine. Like I I think he, you know he. He did his. He paid his dues. He did the radio stuff, right? Like he's he's where he is for good reason. Mm. You know, good happy to have him. But like I've mentioned a thousand times, one of them being earlier in the episode, Garrett, it's time to go. Ah. It's it's time. Like think about it, right? Like they could. I don't know if they would have access to him, but a guy like BXO would be phenomenal yeah. to have color commentating, right? Like they, I would love they to have see that options, as well. You, you're right, right. and, and that. That could get better. I think part of the problem is their options are limited because half the ex-Canucks are Europeans and they all have, like, Finnish or Swedish accents. But... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... Well, Lyndon like, probably isn't an option. No, but, not even close. I mean, like, Roberto Luongo would be phenomenal if they could have access to him. But, but he's a he's going to be a GM. Yeah, right. You know, he's like, a little he's, bit above He's going a different direction, too. Yeah. Right? There are guys that I guess are going in different directions. But, yeah. again, like, they have options. They have people they can go to. They could look in, like directions that maybe they wouldn't have originally thought. Like, I'm sure Derek Dorsett would be really funny up there. Like, I think he could yeah, bring that, an interesting that is angle, a good right? One, There's just a lot of guys that they have access to that played for their team, that retired as Canucks, that are alumni that they could bring in, they could try out. But instead, yeah. they keep beating the dead horse that is John Garrett. I, and again, I don't have anything against him personally. I just think that he's outstayed his welcome. And it's time to bring in a fresh face with new opinions, new ideas, and that doesn't talk about the fucking goalie the whole time. Well, like, I mean, it's just there's the so you, many things. You're right. That That is his niche is goalies. Again, I just have to say I like him on the broadcast. You, you don't have to, but I do. And a lot of other Canucks fans do. And I think I know the exact type of person who you're thinking should be color commentator. Ryan Kessler. That no, no. Here's the thing. He doesn't have the best reputation, though. That's the only thing. He didn't, but he's kind of regained a fair bit of that. He had some like moments with Canucks fans after that, like at the Sedin's retirement and stuff. He did a lot of like yeah. work with that. Like he kind of almost apologized to the fans a little bit. And I think taking yeah. on a job like that, I think people would give him a whole new life. But. I I, I need to see him do some some stepping stones before being the color commentator. Right, but you but, were saying Roberto Luongo. Yeah. Like, I, I think that Ryan Kessler falls into that category. I just think he's more attainable than Roberto sure. Luongo, right? The the only last... Also, I mean, like, Kessler is also developing his own media branch with the yeah. whole Kess's house thing. And yeah. I could see maybe. But that being said, though, like, he he would rather stay in the States. I'm oh, sure, sure. He, would, he would rather do color commentating for the Ducks than he would the Canucks. Yeah, you're, you're probably not wrong about that. Yeah. Um, the, one, the last thing I'm going to touch on with this uh, commentating thing is the Canucks have been around for 50 years, right? Mm -hmm. Over double my life. How many main commentators do you think they've had like the like when you can say there's the voice of vancouver hockey how many do you think there have been um and i will tell you this number speaks to how lucky we are as a fan base lucky yeah, well lucky lucky <laughs> okay lucky in terms of 
just how, how good we've had it for broadcasting. Okay, well, um, I'm going to guess and say like five. Three. Yeah. Because they've all been that good, man. Jim mm-hmm. Robson called their first game. Mm-hmm. He called pretty well all their games until the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, he was he was the voice of Vancouver hockey. Yeah. And even when he announced he was retiring, the fan base just lost their minds. We were like, no, he was like the best in the business. He was everything we wanted. No one can replace this guy. You know who the next guy to come in was? Craig Simpson. Jim Hewson. Uh, Craig Simpson was his color guy, actually, which is uh, funny. But I, I don't get, think... That's what I meant. I always get those two mixed up because oh, they're always paired up together. Yes, yeah. right. So... Uh, but Craig Simpson wasn't his color guy then. That was like later on. Yeah. But yeah, Jim Houston came up and then he was so good. He got picked up by CBC yeah. to do the main, like every game. Yeah. Once again, oh no, what's going to happen? Shorthouse stepped in. Yeah. You know, like every commentator we've had has lasted decades. Again, and that's why I'm like, okay, fine. Keep Shorthouse. Again, yeah. he's fine. I have no problem with him. And I think they're grooming that uh, the radio guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, Brendan Batchelor? Yeah, they're probably grooming him to replace Shorthouse, right? Yeah. And like, that's fine. Like, I really don't have a problem with the play-by-play guys so far. They they could be bad. We've seen bad. We know right. what bad looks like. Yeah. It's just the color. Because to me, the, the play-by-play is pretty straightforward. As long as you know the player's name, you know how to call the game, you you keep it, you know, you keep it light, you keep but it there's fun, an you art keep it energy. It. There's an right? art to doing For it sure. well. Absolutely. It's almost like... Um, I can't think of an example, but it's like the less the less you notice it, the better it is, right? Yeah. The, right? The less it sticks out to you, the better the, the commentator is. Yep. But the color is completely different. Okay. Because with that, it's what you bring up, when you bring it up, how you bring it up. Um, is it interesting? Is it Does it enhance your experience of the game? Are you, do you have good back and forth with the, with the, color count or with the play-by-play guy does it not sound like you're annoying him like there's just so much there that i feel like you just have to have a certain charisma to be a good color commentator that i don't think garrett has anymore he he did in the past he's older like i'm I'm sorry he's just he's 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 past where his prime was I, i can't agree but i also can't tell you you're wrong you know i like him but maybe that's just because it's um you know, it's like a childhood thing. It's uh, nostalgia, you know? Do you know how long he's been color in Vancouver? Oh, quite, a, like, going back to the mid-2000s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Put put it this way. The guy that retired before him doing color was, I believe, Tom Larshide, who was like... Larshiders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they're named after him. But he was Jim Robson's color guy, and then he kind of did the end of Robson's career and the beginning of Shorthouse's. And then when Larshide stepped away, that's when Garrett took over. Gotcha. I want to say like 06, 07, like around there was when Garrett came into the picture. Yeah. Which like, he's getting pretty close to 20 years, right? Like 15 yeah. to 20 years. So, you know, and, uh, all right, we can, we can wrap this part yeah. of the show up. Yeah, okay. We've but, been going on about this for a while. But, yeah. I think I would be a good replacement for Garrett. I, no, I don't know when to stop talking. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. If you wanted to be that, I could see you. Like if you, if you committed yourself... You learn the game. Why not? I do the color. All right. Whoever, whoever works at Sportsnet thinks, yeah, this guy who hates Sportsnet's a good guy to bring on the panel. <laughs> well, you uh, don't hate Sportsnet. You just. No, I, I hate how much Toronto they talk about, but I'd be happy <laughs> to do the Vancouver broadcasts. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Send us an email at VancouverBoysHockey at iCloud.com. I'd be happy to uh, fill in for Garrett there when he when he falls ill. Um, 
Well, I mean, like, when he's sick. You know? I know. He has you a just sore throat. suggested, like, you could also make that happen if you need to. No. Yeah, no. That's, that sounds more like something you would suggest after that conversation. Yeah, well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on to the rest of the league. Wait, no. No, no. <laughs> Man, Come without, on, like, without you, Tyler you, here, I have, I'm, I'd be a terrible color guy. Have, <laughs> all right, and now to the next face-off. And Shorty would go, no, we're going to commercial there, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man. What that, a goof. That would be goofy, wouldn't it? <laughs> what a goof. That's right. Welcome to my segment. This is the biggest goof of the week. This is the part of the show where I go out and I find a story that involves a uh, coach, player, organization, GM, whatever, what have you. I bring it up with the guys and we have a little chat about it. And this week, I'm not bringing up any of those things. It's not a person, it's not, it's place. not a person, it's not a place, it's not a team, it's not an organization, it's not an owner, it's not a manager, it's not a whatever, and it's not a what have you. Is it God? <laughs> it is. Sean McKenzie, famous uh, Sportsnet reporter. Also a guy. Which is a type of person. Anyway, he's a reporter. And uh, it came out this week that he was having a grand old time in my favorite team's host city, Nashville, Tennessee. Well, that doesn't sound like a goof. That sounds like what we wanted to do last year and then COVID canceled it. (laughs) So far, it does not sound like a goof, but here's where things change. Okay. Sportsnet reporter Sean McKenzie has been arrested in Nashville for public intoxication. Oh, Wow, that sounds more like our plans than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> right? It sounds like a fun weekend, but not if you are a... Uh, do, I, do we call reporters celebrities? Not really, right? Public um, figure. I mean, I don't know. Is in, cri- they're in the public eye. Well, think about it. You you were a junior reporter. You worked Dude, with... Dude, new- <laughs> Yeah, I'm bringing this up. You, no! <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, you did a little program in school with you worked with some news stations, right? All right. I'm, were, I'll leave were- it as vague as that, but okay. yeah. Uh, would you call someone like Chris Galis a celebrity? Like everyone here knows who he is, right? He must get recognized everywhere. No, really? I don't think so. I think he's probably the most recognizable anchor on, well, in BC. I would think so. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No, but I, I don't know. I, the, the I, fact, I can see where the celebrity thing comes right. in. Anyway, you all know who Sean McKenzie is. He's the son of Bob McKenzie, an even more famous sports reporter in, God, in Canada. God, he must hate that. that. That's like... Yeah. That, that's all... He is just Bob McKenzie's son yep. who worked at a different network. Yep. That's but that's like, how he got to where he is. It or, is. He's probably heard all the jokes, right? Oh, yeah. But now that he's been arrested... <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to hear some new ones <laughs> yo, now. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I, I just can't believe that, you know, like it takes a, like a different level of getting pretty fucked up to get arrested for public intoxication. Must add too many Bobby's margaritas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably just gets them for free. Exactly. Yeah. He just has a truck bring them to his house. <laughs> He's got, a, he has a loading bay instead of a garage. <laughs> exactly. He's got pallets of Bobby margaritas sitting in the garage. <laughs> Took a few oh, too many God. of them with him to Nashville. Jesus, yeah, that's but like wow. Yeah. So I, I'm almost torn. I don't know if I should feel bad for him because, like I've just joked about, for a lot of people that's just a fun weekend. But because he's someone recognizable, mm-hmm. that that's not only a problem because now people are going to make jokes. That's like a career problem exactly. because he hasn't been there long enough to really be able to say ah whatever. Yeah. Like he's been there for what? Couple years, maybe yeah. a few years. Yeah, sure. And 
you know, also, it's not a secret how he got there, right? Yeah, So exactly. I wonder if that's like, you gotta wonder what his dad probably thinks about that, because that's on him too, yeah. right? We've already brought him up several times. Exactly, the McKenzie family name. Yeah, yeah. he's tarnished the name of Bobby's Margaritas. <laughs> or. <laughs> yeah. or is this the greatest advertising stunt of all time? Yeah, <laughs> he got so drunk. Yeah, sales just went through the roof. Yeah, yeah he's going to come out. Quick, to... buy stock in Bobby Margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to come out, they're going to say, yeah, so you know what, do you regret it? He's like, yeah, I drank three of them, and that's all it yeah. took. Whoa, yeah. sales are going to go nuts. Exactly. <laughs> Things like four loco on steroids. Yeah. Oh man, that is like that yeah, is how, so. Bob McKenzie stays ahead of all the other reporters. He's just always loaded. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's too bad. But like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That that is that's a perfect goof of the week. By the way, Thank that's you. just that's everything the segment is supposed to be. Exactly, that guy relevant to hockey who's kind of relevant for funny reasons, yes. does stupid things. Exactly. You know, that just, that perfectly summarizes it. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. That's you. That, and that's your, your goof of the week is Sean McKenzie. Yeah. We, who, who we need to get on the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. Now, yeah. now it might not be so hard to get him on. Yeah, I was going to say, this might yeah. now be the biggest gig he's going to get. <laughs> that, we'll yeah. hope he doesn't listen to this episode. Yeah. Um, Next week, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have some phone calls to make. Exactly. Some emails to send out from Vancouver Boys Podcast at iCloud.com. Exactly. All right, moving on. We're just going to do one quick thing here before we send it into break, just because I, I, I found this way too funny. So you're familiar with the Instagram page Puck Empire. I am, but I have to add another detail to the uh, Sean McKenzie story that I that I skipped over. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the headline does end with public intoxication, but right. that's not where the criminal misdemeanors end because he was what? also charged with criminal trespassing. So does that mean anything? Here's the thing: is I think in Canada it's just trespassing, like crim criminal trespassing. That yeah. Well, that's just the name of it, right? Like right. I want to, but I want to, I want to read out the quote that we got from, uh, from, I don't know where this is from, but this is on the, the, the post that I found the Sean McKenzie story about. Okay. We'll check Offi our sources later. We yes. promise. Officers arrived and found him to be extremely intoxicated and verbally argumentative. Uh, oh, this is NashvilleScoop.com. So there you go. There's the source. That sounds reputable. Uh, he was advised he has no longer welcome and needed to leave the location on his own. He continued to argue with officers, but eventually left on his own accord. Several minutes later, he returned to the bar and began to argue with the staff once again. At which time, he was handcuffed and taken into custody, charged charged with public intoxication and criminal trespassing. So clearly yeah. he was so he, he was would, in a bar. and So he could have gotten away with it if he just didn't go back. Exactly, yeah. Damn. And then it says that uh, he was released on $200 bail and is scheduled to appear in court on Canada Day. So there well, you go. You know what? I think that might be the worst part of all this is now he can't get drunk on Canada Day because he has to be in court yeah. in and Nashville. Yeah, and then the name of the bar was Jason Aldean's Kitchen and Rooftop Bar. You are joking. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That might be the most Nashville thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Jason Aldean's. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, sorry. You can continue with your oh, story. Man. I just no, felt I, like I owed it to the listeners. You did. To finish that story. No, thank you. And that is now on our checklist of places to go yes, when we, we are in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, that's on the <laughs> sightseeing tour yeah. where Sean McKenzie No, that's goes. on the bars we need to get kicked out of tour. <laughs> yeah. We are going to show up there with our own Bobby Margaritas. Just start oh, slamming them oh, at a table man. until the cops come. Yeah, watch shirts with him and his mugshot on them. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for that. Like, years down the road, he's going to be like, thank God I've outlived that. And then that's going to go yeah. up on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, uh, Like I said, I almost feel bad for him. But. No. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. As I was saying, P- Puck Empire, the yes. uh, I- Instagram page. Uh, most people will already know it. It's just a... Yeah, it's it, huge. Yeah, it's a good uh, hockey news thing. Anyway, I guess he did an Instagram live a little while where he, you know, talked about a bunch of things. But he, you know, you can like name when you do a live video. Like when we do ours on TikTok, you can name it. He named it Alex Debrinkit Trade Rumor Spaces Chat. So I guess he was also like kind of talking with people while this was happening. And uh, he has a list of some of the top viewers, right? Uh, One of them is just named Chief and he's like a co-host, I guess. Mm -hmm. A uh, couple other listeners, and Alex Debrinket, really, with the verified check mark beside it. <laughs> so Alex Debrinket, I'm just gonna run you down how his night was going. He was sitting around, probably either at home or in a hotel or doing something, mm-hmm. and saw a notification on his phone that said, "Puck Empire is going live talking about Alex Debrinket trade rumors." Yeah, and he decided. That sounds like something I might be interested in. (laughs) And jumped in to listen to trade rumors about himself. Wow. I just, I I found that funny for a few reasons. One, man, the creator of Puck Empire, way to go, man. That's like, that's you've made it level stuff. Oh, for sure. I I love that Debrinket didn't even go to a burner account or anything. He was like, no, I'm going to use my own account and just check up on how this is going. Yeah. I wonder if he acknowledged it in the live. I have no idea. What I'm seeing right now is just a screenshot of oh, the yeah. live yeah. with a thing that shows top viewers. <laughs> Alex yeah. Debrinket is one of them. That's awesome. So, yeah. No, good for him. But also, Debrinket, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's curious, right? Like, <laughs> he wants he, to know. He doesn't know any more than we do. Yeah, I right? guess that's true. So Yeah, but he, he is all but demanded a trade now i I saw a quote today saying it's no longer an if it's a when yeah well like i mentioned i think he's someone that the canucks should be going after yeah i wonder if that was talked about at all uh maybe i'll research that a little bit during the break maybe you should yeah but speaking of the break i think it is time we send it over there um on the other side we'll have some playoff updates elimination report (laughs) all right there you go elimination (laughs) report uh yeah all right cool see you on the other side after a word from our fake sponsors this week's episode of the vancouver boys podcast is brought to you by wendy's new breakfast options much like the new york rangers you wouldn't expect them to be that good but they will surprise you Wendy's breakfast options. Not horrendous. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from the break. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we were just having an interesting conversation about the Washington Capitals. <laughs> eagle. <laughs> yeah, about their Screaming Eagle jersey. Everyone everyone listening, take a minute to Google the Screaming Eagle Washington Capitals jersey. Take a good look at the logo and ask yourself, what's wrong with that eagle? Because I've spotted a few things. <laughs> it has, I spy with my little eye. Yeah, I spy with, one, with my little eye. The eagle has one leg. <laughs> And the wings don't attach to the body correctly. There is no body. There's not even a tail. It's just, it's a cool jersey. I like the jersey. Something wrong with that eagle. Birth defects. Anyway, (laughs) elimination report. Who got eliminated? The Edmonton Oilers. Okay. Edmonton Oilers have been eliminated. They've been swept, in fact. Oof. By the Colorado Avalanche. Yikes. Yeah, that's right. Not what you want to see from a Canadian hockey fan. No, no, it isn't. Bettman is just oh, he's he's, he's over it. the moon. Yeah, he's thinking, yeah, that stupid onside call I made with Kale McCarr really paid <laughs> yeah, off right now. That was the turning point. Yeah, <laughs> TSN turning point. Hundred percent. They don't do those anymore, eh? No, no. They, I also don't watch TSN anymore. Well, who because, does? Yeah. Well, what do they have the tennis? rights to? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what I feel like doing today is watching some CFL football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right after curling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, World Juniors though, in they, August this year. That's right. Woo! They're gonna get a random spike in viewers in <laughs> yeah. August. Yeah. yeah. We man, I can't wait for that. Actually. Oh my god, it's gonna be the second best World Juniors in history, in my opinion. The first one being that lockout one. 2005, yeah. Yeah. Carrie Price and Sidney Crosby. Like, fuck. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Like, these are all a year older than they should be. Yeah. (laughs) Playing in the World Juniors. And no team will have any reason to hold any of their players back. Exactly. Yeah. Because they can can change the rosters, I believe. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see why they couldn't. Yeah. So you're going to get players. You're right. This is going to be one of the best mixes of players we've seen in the world juniors ever. Yeah. Yeah. We will get to that probably in a different episode. Closer oh, to, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, believe us. We will have a lot of time to cover that when there's <laughs> no other hockey going on. It's going to be a busy summer, though. It will be. Because of the Olympic break. Right. Uh, the playoffs the play- were pushed back. later. Right. World so Juniors in August. agency is later, right? Yep, draft. The draft yep. is We'll later. have all that coverage for sure. And, and the Canucks Everything's are going to have a busy offseason for sure. One can hope. One can hope. Well, we, well you know who else is going to have a busy offseason? The Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Recently eliminated Edmonton Oilers, that is. That's right. Uh, yeah, four games straight. Uh, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, bang, 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 bang. Just like well, well, it's the second yeah. half. We can yeah, okay. relax a okay. bit, you know. All right, take a load off. You know, it's only the hardcore Vancouver Boys podcast fans are here for the second half. Yeah, I wait. I'm, I need to put a poll up on that. How long do you listen? To the <laughs> do you at all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of Instagram followers who are like, "No, we're just here for the posts, man." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you post TikToks? Isn't that yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast? The yeah, people that? see us put questions up. They're like. Are you that guy from TikTok? <laughs> yes. I think I saw you on the SkyTrain. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you've been recognized once. Me? 
Yeah, yeah at, at a the bar. Yale Saloon. <laughs> Guy came up to both of us. He was like, hey, you're those guys. Yeah. And he looked at you and fucked the Preds. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that's when we peaked as a podcast. Oh, I think that was it. Downhill from then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say. Well, yeah. Then I unplugged the mics for a whole episode. Yeah, so that, that, that no, and then great. you forgot to turn your mic on. And yeah, well, that, let's yeah, not go down that road. Yeah, okay. I, we road. made some mistakes. You know, but, else you know who else road. has made some mistakes? There you go. <laughs> the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers <laughs> who've been swept. And I, I hate bang, to say bang, it because bang bang bang. bang, bang, bang. <laughs> We need Tyler back, man. Yeah, we're just off the rail, right? Because yeah. he's the one that would bring order to this. <laughs> yeah, when you start missing Tyler because the episode's too hinged, unhinged, you know something's gone wrong. It's gone yeah, awry. Yeah. I, I think the Delusional. reason. I think the reason we keep doing this though is because, unfortunately, there's not that much to talk about. The Edmonton yeah. Oilers lost four hockey games in a row. Exactly. When you can't do that. Yeah, no. So they they're out. I I think all we can really talk about is they need a goalie. Yeah, they but, need but, a goalie. They need time to develop their core. They need time to develop their defensemen. What what else is new here? What do you I don't know if about? their defensemen develop anymore. They might die. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Duncan Keith being the exception. But I mean, like he needs to kind of gel with the team. I guess I don't know. One year is not really that long. No, you know. But. I don't know. I I have more. I have more hope that next season will be better. I hope so too, but they are going to have to make some moves in the off season. And I think one of the biggest things is their defense. I think they just need to get younger. They need to find a way to ship out some of the older pieces and ship in some new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the goalie thing, it's just, it's been talked about to death. Mike Smith is yeah. not an NHL caliber goalie who can win you a Stanley yeah. Cup. It Which is doesn't. sad because for so long he was, but he was rotting away in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, well. His career went to waste, and I feel terrible for him. But, you know, my hope for him is that he'll be the backup next year uh, and that their starter will be uh, just someone else. There are rumors that he is uh, contemplating retirement. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully he doesn't. Uh, genuinely, I think he's still a serviceable backup. I oh, think he can sure. come in and he can play decent as long as he, you know, makes what a backup should. I was going to say, then, there's that. And it's also tough with goalies because a lot of them can't be backups yeah they can't they can't play when they're only playing once every two weeks or every three weeks right look at Braden Holtby he came out of Washington as a very good goalie Mm -hmm. came to Vancouver and was placed in a backup role and just couldn't get into it well it's not entirely true he was placed in a tandem role with with Demko oh but he became the backup pretty early on Yeah. Anyway, we should probably give them a, a score here. We all, we well, always rate grade. the teams. Right. Um, what do you give the Edmonton Oilers uh, their complete season? Complete season. A B. I give them a B. Because really? I, yes. Because I don't think anyone looked at them and said, yep, they'll be in the third round. You know, I definitely didn't. Yeah. I, I was not 100% sure they were going to make it out of the first round. You know, against a team that shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, right? they overachieved, and uh, sure. I mean, I think a B, maybe a little bit high. I give them like a C, but what? whatever. It's tough because you, yeah, you look know, at a team yeah. and you think, okay, they have two of, if not the two best players in the world. They should be pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. But then you look at everything around them and go, yeah, they might not make the playoffs. So I think third round is a B. I think they can improve on that next year for yeah. sure. 
you, I think you know. Evander Kane's a huge question mark. If they can keep yes. him around, then then sure, yeah. But he's going to want to get paid, though. He, apparently, yeah, he wants, like, fucking $7 million. Like, forget it. Uh, yeah. Well, for a guy who got 30 goals and only played half the season. Yeah, but his name is Evander Kane. Like, That's true. He needs to reevaluate his valuableness. Yeah, I think he was that good because in Edmonton, there's just there's no trouble to get into there. Yeah, well... Well, not the kind of trouble he gets into. <laughs> yeah. He could go join a gang. But Jesus. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that does it for the elimination report. Mm-hmm. Uh, time or does it? Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, okay, if you want to eliminated. From the Boston Bruins organization. <laughs> we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll give him the, yeah. the good old Bruce the good Cassidy. Old yeah, but that's not really a laugh at Bruce Cassidy, though. That's no. a laugh at the Bruins organization. Yeah, Don what are they, Sweeney what are they and doing? Cam Neely. Yeah, I mean, like, they are tearing it down, which, uh, sure, but in well, the they're tearing weirdest down a way. Weird, yeah. yeah. You don't usually say, okay, you know, we've got some assets we could sell off, enter a rebuild, let's do mm-hmm. this right. Oh, by the way, the coach, who's been nothing but fantastic, is fired. Yeah. that That's, that's not a move that helps you mm-hmm. in, in any way at all. Like, I could see if even Bruce Cassidy said, hey, this team's going into a rebuild. I'm going to step away. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see that. I, I have a long-standing reputation as a coach who makes the playoffs. I don't want to lose that. I want to go to a team that's going to make the playoffs. Yeah. But to fire him? Yeah, bit much. Especially in a market where, like, there are so many teams looking for coaches. Yeah. You know, I think Bruce Cassidy was probably choked for a minute and then went, oh, you know what? I kind of got the pick of the litter now. Yeah. You know? I mean, so, I would think he is the number one coach on the market now. Well, I mean, because there's up been... Up there with Trotz. Yeah, well, like, Trotz has had pretty solid links to the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Sounds like it's just a matter of time before he inks a contract there. But, yeah, I mean, like... The other thing with, with this story is that I heard a rumor... This is may not be true, um, but uh, Bruce Cassidy was told two weeks ago that he had nothing to worry about. His job was secure. I heard that as well. That was mm. actually a quote from him. So oh, it, was it? Yeah, yeah. He he said that he's. I, I I sorry. I'm not sure what show or podcast yeah. or where he may have said it. Uh, but yes, he said two weeks ago I was told my job was safe. Yeah, and then got fight. Like that is either a massive breakdown of communication mm-hmm. or just the some of the worst mishandling of assets I've ever seen from yeah. a management group. And that's coming from a Canucks fan. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I think it's about time then that with the elimination report being completely wrapped up <laughs> yeah. uh, that we move on to the playoff update. Yep. Uh, it is at this point in the show, we usually mention that it is Thursday, June 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that is how updated we are right now. Yep. Uh, we have just finished watching game five of the Tampa Bay versus New York Rangers series. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay has taken a 3-2 series lead. I know you were excited because your bracket is looking impeccable right now. On the east. <laughs> hey, <laughs> the, the west east. is pretty good too. Uh yeah, my east my west is okay, but I had the Avalanche getting knocked out in the second round. If it weren't right. for that, which like I'll be honest, that was me just being hopeful cuz I don't want them to succeed. Um I got if I had been smart and been like, yeah, they're probably going to win, then I would have only had one wrong, which would have been Edmonton beating Calgary. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to bring you to a special uh, edition of the Inbox this week. Uh, we did not put up an Instagram story because our TikTok account now has over a 1,000 followers, which means we can live stream. So what we're going to do is we're going to set the phone up. We're going to go live in the studio, 
and we're going to ask you guys out who you guys who watched the TikTok live uh, to uh, put submit some questions. Uh, we'll read them out. We'll give our takes on them. And if that goes well, uh, this could be a regular thing in the future. So welcome to the Inbox Live. Uh, without further ado, the first question, we've just gone live. First question has come in from Kieran, who says, which team was a major letdown this year? Jake, why don't you take this one first? Because I've got an easy one. Yeah, I think the expectations this heading into this year have not been higher since the 1980s for the New York Islanders. Yeah. And for them to finish in the bottom, what was it, bottom five? Yes. I mean, I think that there is no worse team in terms of who did not meet expectations. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. I mean, that's the obvious one everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, Ve- would, Vegas is another option there too, right? Yeah, acquiring like, Eichel at the deadline. Yep. You know, they, they seem to do all the right things. They even tried cap circumvention, which is the the new big thing. <laughs> and it just didn't work out for them, right? Yep. So, yeah, I would say those are probably the top two as far as disappointments. Mm-hmm. Um, another question rolling in from Elias Pettersson17, which I'll just assume is probably him. <laughs> Elias uh, Pettersson himself. Yeah, I'm sure he runs this account. Uh, Elias Pettersson asks, how do you think the Canucks will do next season? Honestly they will be similar to this year that they are going to be on the edge of the playoffs because they are going to ship out some big pieces. I think they're going to make some more money. They'll get some younger guys, but they'll lose some experience. Mm -hmm. I think that they may, they could miss next year, but I think that they are setting the right tone for what's to come. I think that they they're going to make a core that's young enough to develop and will become a cup contender. But next year, don't be expecting them to make the the fourth ra- or the third round or anything. All right, next question: uh, Which team do you think will be the most surprising next year? Okay, who's your dark horse? Uh, for me, I think. See, the question says, "Which team do you think will be the most surprising?" And for me, I think that's going to be the Boston Bruins. Uh, going into next season, they will be without Bruce Cassidy who at the helm never missed the playoffs while he was the coach of the Boston Bruins. Um, It sounds like if the rumors are to be believed, uh, Patrice Bergeron is going to follow him to wherever Bruce Cassidy ends up, (laughs) which we know won't be in Boston. Uh, There's just, there's going to be a whole world of change. Marshawn's Um, out. uh, Is it, uh, Pasternak yeah. out, yeah, McAvoy's a, out. A quarter of the team needs <laughs> needs like huge surgery. Uh, it's just I think it's going to be a completely different looking team next year, uh, and for the worse, unfortunately. So Boston Bruins fans, I think you're about to get ready for uh, some rough years in Boston coming up. Yeah, I could see that. And honestly, if they were smart, commit to the rebuild now. You know, you're losing a bunch of guys for a big portion of next season. You have the excuse not to be at the top of your game. The fans aren't going to be mad at you. Commit to the rebuild now. Do not wait too long. Don't wait until your assets aren't worth anything anymore. Rebuild now. And and I don't like the Bruins, but that's a smart rebuild is what they could do there. I doubt they will because teams usually don't know when to do that. Uh, but I, I would be um, I would be on that train for them to rebuild. Who will make it back to the playoffs first, Detroit or Ottawa? Honestly, I see a reality where they come in in the same year, like not next season, the season after. I could see them both making it. However, as far as bright futures, I think Ottawa just has more pieces. I think Detroit might have a couple bigger pieces, but I think Ottawa has more pieces. So I, I would guess Ottawa. 
You're a resident Ottawa guy. You you answer that. Yeah. Um, honestly, from my perspective, the Ottawa Senators have a ton of good young players that just need time to develop. I think they take one more year outside the playoffs. And then after that, it is going to be years of playoff performances and years of playoff failure. But I think, uh, yeah, give them one more year outside the playoffs. And then it's just going to be nonstop success in terms of making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, here, here's a good question. Where's Tyler? <laughs> uh, uh, th- that's that, a weird question because, like, usually when we don't do these live, we would never get a question like that. But uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Tyler works. Um, unfortunately, he works out of town. He works on the island this week, but he should be rejoining us in the near future. I was going to mention too that was Adventures of Jules who sent that in. That's um, oh, that, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, okay. Uh, just jumped on here. Think Myers will get traded. You better believe I fall asleep at night praying he'll get traded. <laughs> like, uh, cries himself to sleep. Yeah, we, we've talked about just how much of a detriment to this team he is. And man, I hope that there's some other GM out there who doesn't realize that and will take him and won't make us have a huge loss for that. But man, I, I hope he gets traded. I, I really do. Uh, oh, wow. There's a reference. Canadian Bacon said, Marcus, keep those feet away from the cords. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, that yeah. is in reference to the time where we recorded half of an episode and then Marcus unplugged our recording device and we lost the entire thing. Yeah, <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah. Okay. Another question here from Liv Thorne, who asks, are you surprised the Oilers got swept? And I'll, I'll say yes. You know, I, I didn't think they were winning the series. I didn't think they were getting swept, though. I thought they could pull one or two wins out of that. Yeah, for me, I mean, like, going into the the series, the Edmonton Oilers' offense was... They were maybe underwhelmed a little bit in those middle games, but their offense was about as proficient as I thought it was going to be. What I didn't expect was the lack of defense and goaltending. I thought it had developed to a point where they would have at least been able to compete with Colorado, but really, they put no better performance up against Colorado than Nashville did in the first round. Perfect segue, a Preds fan in the chat just asked, thoughts on the Forsberg situation in Nashville? Resign? If not, where does he end up? So the thing with Forsberg is that I have a personal bias. He is and has been my favorite forward in the history of the Nashville Predators. Uh, I would hate to see him leave, especially for nothing. It sounds like the contract he'll be looking at is in and around the eight mark, and I think that that's fair. If he signs like a six-year, $8 million contract, it's a little bit steep, but I think that that would actually end up working out for them in the long run, uh, and I would support something like that. However, if the plan is not to keep him long-term, sign him to something and then see if you can kind of move him after a year or two. But losing an asset for nothing, I mean, you never want to see that happen, especially when it's an asset as valuable as Philip Forsberg. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, and I don't mean to scare you, except that I do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The Canucks have been linked to Forsberg in some free agency talks if Miller leaves. It also came out this week that the Canucks really don't want to offer Miller much over $8 with term. That leaves Forsberg in that neighborhood that the Canucks would be comfortable with. He's a year younger, and theoretically, we could be going into that situation with all of the assets we got for uh, Miller and collect Forsberg at the same time. So I'd love to see him in Vancouver. I obviously don't want to pry your favorite player away from your favorite team, 
Yeah, no, it's, it's just not happening. I mean, well, I definitely wouldn't say that. Who do you think will win the Eastern Conference? I'm hoping the Rangers, but who knows? I'm assuming you... Uh, oh, sorry, in the, in the playoffs. I, I was thinking, do you mean next year? Because they've already kind of awarded winners. <laughs> um, uh, next year in the East, it very well could be the Rangers. It very well could be them this year, even though they're down... Is it 3-2 now in the series? Uh, yes, they are down 3-2 in the series. Yeah, it, it could happen. Vasilevsky is not known for dropping back-to-back playoff games, but it could happen. Oh, I thought that we were talking about who wins the Eastern Conference, like like regular season next year. Yeah, see that? Yeah, it wasn't specific, but I, I'm going to just go with the playoffs from this year because next okay. year it's kind of like, well, that's a bit of a crapshoot. Okay, well, I mean, if that's the question, I have an answer in mind, and I'm actually <laughs> going to say the Toronto Maple Leafs. Really? Yeah. I mean, who knows what they're going to do this offseason, but it sounds like they're targeting some goalies. Um, I've heard Hellebuck. I've heard Gibson. And if they land either of those two, they are going to look pretty deadly, especially if they don't lose uh, big, big names in doing so. We got another question. If Forsberg leaves, will Soros fill in for second line right wing? <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going to have a starting lineup of UC Soros at center, right wing, and left wing. Your uh, D pairing is going to be UC Soros alongside UC Soros, and you're going to have UC Soros in net. No, no, no Askarov's in net. <laughs> right. My bad. <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to have Riddick backing up again. Yeah. <laughs> Riddick's still the backup. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, man. Is William Nylander worth going after? Is that... He's not in free agency. No, he's not. Uh, uh, I his, guess so that's a trade target. Honestly, like, then in, no. in terms of, like, Toronto contracts, his isn't the worst. No. So, like, sure. But I also don't know if he's a player that the Toronto Maple Leafs want to move on from just yet. They shouldn't. But here's the thing. Like, he is hot and cold. He's streaky. So, And I think they're looking for more consistency out of their team. So he might be on the trade block. We just haven't heard about it. Uh, so there, there could be something there. That being said, though, if they do move William Nylander, they're expecting a starting goalie in return. Like, there's really no debate yeah. there. Like, that has to be the trade. So unless your team has a elite goalie they're willing to move for an elite forward, it, which doesn't make sense to me, but that's the only time I see that trade working out. Yeah, and, and regardless of what position, Toronto's price for Nylander is just going to be too high. It, it doesn't matter what position you're looking at. They're going to want too much for him. Uh, so personally, yeah, I, I would say I, I wouldn't worry about it. What are you laughing at? We'll get there. Just keep going through the questions. Yeah. This is fun. We never do these inbox lives. So. No, this, this, this is fun. Yeah, this is great. If McKayev leaves Toronto, who's most likely to go after him? I don't know, but you know who should is the Vancouver Canucks. This guy is going to fall at a relatively low cap, or around the three million mark, maybe a bit over. It would be great to have another Russian here that could work well with Kuzmenko and Pod Colson. He adds that sandpaper. He has a bit of a scoring touch. I think he's great. That is like you have a guy like that on your third line, you're going places. I think for sure. Unless you're in Toronto, then they put him on your first line. Right, of course. <laughs> Uh, do you think the Oilers could make the finals next season with a goalie change? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. You know what? I, I, I actually will agree with Marcus here. I think that is all it will take it, is some solid goaltending. I shouldn't have said all it will take. Like they, they need to make some tweaks like every team. does. I don't know. I don't know. I think that I think they have the pieces they need. Their defense needs to be better. I think that that's a chemistry thing, though. 
Yeah. I think they just need some time to work together to okay. get more familiar. Like, okay. you know, like they, they kind of overhauled their D last off season. Yeah. And one of the big changes was adding Duncan Keith. Exactly. So right? I, I wouldn't call that a good overhaul. You're right. Yeah. It's change, but it's not good change. Well, I think they lost Ethan bear, right? Like yeah. they, they, they made big changes, right? The defense needs to kind of gel. And I think after a season, they're going to kind of gel a little bit more. And if they can get a goalie in that can really backstop them. Hey, maybe they make it. But also, they were really lucky in terms of their first two matchups, right? Like, their first round matchup was the LA Kings, who shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. Right. And then their second round matchup was the Calgary Flames. Who, who fell apart. Yeah, who just, I don't know. Who knows what the, who knows what the single reason is they, they couldn't make it happen. But uh, Edmonton got lucky in terms of their first two round matchups. So, we'll see. Um, rumors of Kadri going back to Toronto. I Okay, I haven't really heard that, but assuming it's true, what the hell is Toronto giving up for Kadri? Wait, oh wait, no, it's um he's a free agent, isn't he? Yes, he is. Right. He's free agent in the NC. I mean, like maybe, but how could I, they afford him? They'd have to ship out massive pieces. Mm, I don't know, with with guys like Mikheyev and and Jack Campbell coming off the books at the end of the year, maybe they can make it happen. They need to replace those guys. They're not getting yeah. a better goalie for free. Well, they're also not signing a goalie in free agency, right? Well, I think they, they, they might have to. Yeah. But also, like, with the kind of season that Nazem Kadri had, he's going to be asking for a pretty penny. So, yeah, no, yeah. I don't think they'll have the space for it. I, I don't see it. They, they'd have to get rid of a Marner. And, and I don't mean – or a, a Tavares. Yeah. Those are the two that I think they should trade, by the way. A trade offer. Spencer Martin for Zach Hyman. <laughs> I mean, if you could also make the dollars line up, sure, why not? I mean – yeah, Spencer Martin, he, well, he's not really a starter, though. No, he's a backup. But that's just it. We're asking for a really, really good second liner for a backup goalie. Yeah, I'm assuming this is from the perspective of the Canucks. If this is from the perspective of the Oilers, I think you'd be giving up too much. But yeah. that being said, though, like that contract that Hyman's on is a little rich for his blood. So, I mean, I there's guess. definitely downs on, on both sides, but Spencer Martin, like, if you're bringing him in to be a starter, it's just like he has not had anywhere near the experience he needs to be a committed number one starting goalie. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The, the Oilers, they should go after a goalie, a backup goalie that doesn't have NHL experience, not exactly the uh, the market they should be diving into. Anything else? No. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, I think we're going to shut down the live here pretty quick, but thank you guys for your questions. Those will be in Friday's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to, Oh, I think the link is in the bio. Let me check. It is. If you go to our profile and click the link in bio, that will take you to all our socials, but also it will take you to Apple podcasts and Spotify where you can subscribe to the podcast and you'll get an alert every time we put out an episode, which is only once a week. So relax. Uh, But in the next couple days, you'll get an alert. Tune in and you will hear your questions being read on the podcast. If it wasn't exciting enough hearing them read here. And if you're listening to the podcast and you want to be part of the Inbox Live, you can join us at our Inbox Live installments uh, Wednesday nights. So join us there. Um, We'll definitely be doing that more in the future, but we'll also still be putting up uh, questions on Instagram. So it'll, it'll kind of depend each week. We might do both sometimes. We might just do one uh, but anyway, follow us on TikTok at Vancouver Boys Podcast, and uh, you can be part of the live recordings and uh, watch us answer your questions live. Uh, anyway, that about does it for that segment. 
Uh, oh, which we never jumped into. What did we do there? We did a. We did it. We did something new that's never been done before. What's something that's never been done before? We we rode a giraffe into the inbox. <laughs> Which is empty because we didn't put up a question. <laughs> yeah, I guess it wasn't. It was more like we 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 wouldn't make a splash. The, the splash you're hearing is blood because there's <laughs> nothing in the inbox. <laughs> know, we, we had a, a parachute of questions that. Yes. I don't know. I'm I'm losing this. <laughs> anyway, losing my mind. That that was sorry. That was a great <laughs> inbox though. That was lots of fun, and uh, it's it's just too bad Tyler wasn't here for that because I know he would have loved to uh, ride a giraffe into an empty inbox <laughs> that filled up after we jumped in. Yeah. Guess who's back, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> what an entrance with this guy. Yeah. Well, nothing short of busting through a wall in a Tyler twisted Tyler outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy like wait, you you've been working for like now it's like 16 hours. <laughs> Quick math. Dude, yeah, yeah, building off of your math from earlier. So, yeah, d- man, you did you really take two breaks just to record the podcast? Basically. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, Committed guy. to the craft. I had a small break when I had to drive from one site to the other, but <laughs> wow. And this guy just like he's a workhorse. Oh, an absolute he is, workhorse. He's Darnell Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Darnell Nurse of electricians. Yeah. <laughs> well, I oh, hope man. I'm better at my job than that guy. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, Matt, t- I, I do not know how you find the time to, to fit in the podcast amongst your busy schedule. And you know what? Speaking of the time, I think it's time for, for Tyler's, Tyler's surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Florida man rides manatee, dares police to arrest him, and then gets arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So, as with every surprise headline, we have to unpack this from the beginning. Okay. He was riding a what? (laughs) A manatee. (laughs) How? Props to him for that. That's some Steve Irwin type (laughs) shit. Did he have, like, a custom-made saddle? Like, how, how much preparation went into this? It looks like Buddy just jumped in, <laughs> held on for dear life. Yeah, bare-backed manatee. <laughs> you know, there, there's got to be a very short list of people who can say that they've done that. <laughs> I would think one. <laughs> well, let's, let's unpack this a little bit more. Because the next part, he dares them to arrest him. For what? Like, what? What did he do that was against the law? Animal cruelty? Well, it, it, it is illegal to harass manatees, apparently, in Florida. Oh, come on, Florida. I mean, they've got the most lax laws in the world, and they, they won't let people ride their manatees? Come on. <laughs> this is a state where you can drive an excavator through your house so long as it's your house. <laughs> like, there's nothing illegal about it if you own the property. But sure. you can't ride a manatee. That's crossing a line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not your manatee. Wait, what if it was, though? What if you owned a manatee? Well, I, that's a question. I don't, I don't know how that would work. We yeah. need to, one episode, we need to, like, dial in a Florida, like, 411 person. <laughs> Say, hey, listen, 
We, we got some questions. We have some questions that are going to sound crazy, but don't worry. We're not going to yeah. act on it. The world wants to know. Yeah. We, <laughs> can, can I ride a manatee as long as it's mine? I, I feel like we should just go to Florida with a video camera and a mic and just start asking random people on the streets like ridiculous questions. You know what? That's not a terrible idea. No, and that, that could very well be something... That gets us arrested. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as we're not trying to interview a manatee, I think we're okay. Yeah. No, that's where they draw the line, is aquatic mammals. We might be able to interview it, but just as long as we're not riding it at the same time, we might be okay. Of course, yes. We have to maintain a respectful distance. <laughs> yes. And don't hop on. <laughs> and don't ask him anything political, because that's just distasteful. Well, no, you're just asking for a controversy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. Dude, these never disappoint. Nope. Never. <laughs> well, as long as Florida be continues to be a state, I will never run out of content. Damn right. <laughs> well, that should that should last at least a while longer before they destroy themselves. So yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we will keep reporting on it. Anyway, I think that about does it for this one, doesn't it? I think it does. Oh, man, this has been fun. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much again for joining us twice. <laughs> anytime boys anytime all right well uh from all of us at vancouver boys studios thank you so much for listening if you want to get a hold of us uh as we mentioned before you can always find us at our email at vancouver boys podcast at icloud.com you can also find us on tiktok twitch youtube and instagram all of which we are at vancouver boys podcast but on twitter tyler is at vancouver boys underscore oh Th yeah <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Hey, come watch us on Twitch. <laughs>